Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal: affecting the world in a way that involves constructing something, building something, creating something, is a much more difficult way to affect the world than being critical or tearing something down or breaking it. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the psychology of creation. So I was sitting on a beach some time ago watching this little kid just painstakingly build this lovely sandcastle, you know? And he got done and he was kind of sitting back and admiring it. And like within a minute, this other kid runs in the beach, looks at the sandcastle and stomps all over it and it's gone. That's sad. I, it is sad. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it made me think about how much time and effort and energy it takes to build things before there's a payoff. You know, you go through this whole thing and you spend, and then, and then the payoff, and then there's your product that you're, and the payoff for breaking things comes almost right away. I, I think for a lot of the things that we engage in day to day, not, not necessarily decade to decade or century to century, but stuff that we're working on over the period of days and weeks, that there is a tremendous amount of really hard work that has to go into making things fit together. Mm -hmm. If you think about the concept of entropy, the, 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 the universe in general tends towards disorder and it requires energy to create order after which things want to go back to their disordered state as anyone who's ever seen my desk <laughs> knows. <laughs> but, I, but I think that it's so much easier to criticize someone else's finely constructed ideas and not to offer anything constructive in return than it is to spend the time developing a proposal that might work. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of this has to do with how one demonstrates agency in the world. You know, you know I, I think about this in terms of, you know, kids in school and what it takes. Let's, let's say as a kid, you value the, the, the attention of your teacher what it takes to get the attention of your teacher or your classmate by doing something exceptionally wonderfully. It's got to be pretty exceptional and wonderful, right? But if I want people's attention, you know, for my teacher or my classmate, I can just whack Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly I've got everyone's attention, you yeah. know, just with that. Particularly with, Jim's. <laughs> particularly Jim. And, I, and it didn't really take a lot of forethought. It didn't take a lot of planning on my part. And boom, I've accomplished yeah. something, you know. One of, the, one of the places where you see this kind of, of tension between constructiveness and destructiveness is actually intellectually in, in a variety of different disciplines in which someone will create a, a finely crafted argument. And it might be an intellectual argument in a, in a discipline like history or psychology, but it might also be a policy uh, argument that you've made. But because finding a novel flaw feels really good for all the reasons that Bob was saying, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people kind of stop there. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, it just, you, you find that flaw, you can get a lot of attention for that you can get a lot of attention in a in an intellectual discipline for being the one who gave the crucial critique to some existing theory and and likewise you can get a lot of attention for pointing out the flaws in a particular public policy the hard part though is then trying to build up something in its place and a lot of people stop at the point of the criticism because 
it's an awful lot of work to build something right. in its place or to improve something that's already there. And so rather than going through that effort and, by the way, now setting yourself up for the very same kind of criticism that you leveled against someone or something else. Uh, so rather than do that, you just stop with the criticism, take the glory, ride off into the sunset, and leave the smoldering remains for someone else to fix. <laughs> but I, but I, and, and I, I think that, that comes back around to what we started this conversation is, which is where where's the reinforcement in that, right? Uh, be, because to make the criticism, to point out the flaw, that's when the intention comes. And that's when you have a sense of self-satisfaction, like other people might not have seen that, and I saw it. And as Art's saying, many people stop there because the payoff has already happened, right? Now, if you're trying to build something new, whether it's a public policy or you're trying to write a story or whatever it happens to be, right? You're trying to create something, plant a garden, for God's sake. There, there are a lot of things that have to go on in planning and responding to errors and all kinds of things before you kind of reach whatever you imagine the goal to be. And, and all of that stuff takes time. And then when you step back and you say, Micah, look what I just made there. That's lovely. Or maybe other people might admire what you've just, just made. But that comes only only after a long stretch of time mm -hmm. in, in most cases. And there's another piece too, which is a lot of us like to get credit for our ideas. And so if you, cre if you develop a devastating critique of some idea or principle or policy you get to become known as the person who tore this down. But in order to really build something, generally speaking, you have to build that on a foundation that was laid by other people, which means you have to not be the one who's responsible for something, but a link in a chain. Yeah. Or as, as uh, Newton said, you know, if I have seen further, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. It takes a certain amount of intellectual inner strength to be willing to say I am building on a foundation that was laid by other people and I am acknowledging that contribution and making my contribution moving forward on top of that yep. that that is a it, it you know it, you can't be an insecure person and, and do that yeah Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of accountability with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can find a complete archive of all of the Two Guys on Your Head shows at KUT.org or check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.